I got I got one stat for you. Since 1982, there have only been two third basemen inducted into the Hall of Fame. Think about that. Since Chipper Jones and now Scott Rowland. And and so that's what, in the last 40 years, only two third basemen in the Baseball Hall of Fame. You know who could scoop it and and turn a double play or, like, go deep in the hole and then, you know, throw it to first base? Watson Brown. Watson Brown. That's right. Oh, he was was a better baseball player than he was a football player. I I already know that. Right, Watson? (laughs) Good morning, Coach. Oh, yeah. You know what, Pokey? You get a lot better the older you get. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I tell all the young rugby players when I go back to Pittsburgh and Buffalo, you know, the older I get, the better I was. So, (laughs) Well, there's few people that saw you play as you get older, so you can say, hey, you won't really. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But you were, but you, no, Watson, you were, you had some opportunity baseball-wise. Tell, tell the truth. Yeah, I, I did out of high school. They the the Red Sox came to me and said they going to take me no later than three in the third round. If, but I had to say I wouldn't sign football, and that was in mm. January. And signing date was in February, and then the draft I think in those days was April. And I just couldn't I couldn't do that. I'm 17 years old. And I'm just not ready to. Go to Nantucket, where they were <laughs> as, soon, as soon as I graduated, and uh, but no, and that, that's that's a regret. But in those days, Pogi, if you went, you signed baseball contract, and you go to the rookie league and take off. Even if you're a decently high pick, if you didn't make it, you couldn't play any other sport. Yeah, you, you were, were a pro. You were a pro then. You right. were a pro in everything. Yes. If you were a pro in one sport. If it had been the way it is now, I, I'm, I might have taken a shot at it. I don't know. I was kind of a homebody and had never been away from home. And uh, But, no, that's – people have always asked me the different regrets. I commit to Alabama, end up going to Vanderbilt. Um, I think the biggest regret was not giving the baseball a shot at some point. And then I got hurt. I played baseball at Vanderbilt after I was hurt and injured, and I wasn't the same player. But I, I – that was probably one of the bigger regrets. We've all got them. Yeah, and glad, glad we can uh, put you on the couch and help you with this uh, issue. Yeah, can you, you, yeah. Now, now, now get me some help, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I got some questions. Once you bring it up, you got to get me yeah, some Yeah, no, you're, you're, help, you're good. You know, I've got – you know, uh, I could have married Miss Wisconsin and didn't, so that's another well, story. That's, you know. that's, that's, that's old you. That's pretty yeah. big one there. So. That, that, <laughs> I was engaged to her. Anyway, uh, uh, well, she what she finally figured you out, or what happened? Uh, what? What? Okay, let me lay down a minute. Uh, I didn't want to live in Wisconsin. I didn't want to live in Wisconsin, and she didn't want to live down here. So, you know, you know, and, and I uh, had you made, you, 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 you know, made the best. And I had a I had a flock. I had a flock at the time. You know what? Oh, I just geez. had my choice. You know, and you, had, and you had Riz before Riz was yeah, Riz. Yeah, right? and the one I've one I've got, I guess it's okay. Thirty two years, thirty three years later, I guess you know. You know why we get along, Watson? Because we never see each other. Uh, hey, so what my wife, what my wife has always said, Brenda, when the, somebody said, we're, "Well, our anniversary is the fiftieth anniversary is this February seventeenth, wow. so it's coming up," and but she always says. We hadn't been married 50 years. He was gone 25. <laughs> <laughs> You're almost newlyweds uh, by that metric. That yeah. <laughs> uh, a, a coach's view, Watson Brown, presented by Richard Courtney Real Estate. Watson, I, I, I want to know when did the the 
off-shoulder throw, the underthrow come about? Because once upon a time, you didn't underthrow a receiver, right? And and make the, you know. We talk about the back shoulder, the back shoulder throw. Yeah. When did yeah. that? I mean, because that's not been around. It for, feels like within the last fifteen years, ten, or so. fifteen years. It, it, it's it's been since the passing game became so prevalent. I'm going to say that happened early two thousands, maybe mm. uh, somewhere like that, and and then all these coverages started coming into play. You used to be simple in coverages because the ball wasn't passed 15 times a game, so you're two deep, three deep, blitz man. But once the passing game became priority, then all these – I say it all the time. The, the All the pro coverages are played in college. The pro guys, of course, are much more talented, but but they disguise them a lot better. And uh, the college game still hasn't disguised it as well. But I think the reason for that is the college game is in a pace. It's a fast pace, and it's hard. Look at Tennessee. I've been saying for all year, you can't disguise coverage against Tennessee. They're spread so wide, and the ball is snapped so fast. You just can't do it, or you're going to get caught out of position when the ball snapped. In the pro game, which they're not the fast pace other than two minutes, they can disguise a lot more, and uh, that that's the biggest difference. The other difference in pros and college is the college game is zone first, man second, and the pro game is man first, zone second. And um, because of the talent and the pass rush, they can play man coverage more than you can in college. But the, the fade route, everybody started having to work on that because of press man. When press man came into play, then here comes the fade routes. And then they figured out that half of the fade routes were being overthrown, so you weren't giving your guy any shot. So then coaches finally figured out, let, let's, let's underthrow it a little. Let's put it on the back shoulder. And it's just, it's just come into play more and more as they've learned how to do it better, guys, as, as years go on. How do you teach a quarterback to underthrow? Well, you just stay in his face all the time. I mean, <laughs> my, my, my yeah. biggest my biggest deal with a quarterback other than interceptions was don't overthrow the deep ball. Any quarterback I've ever coached, you ask them, what is the one thing you remember? They go, hey, don't overthrow the deep ball. Give it a chance. Believe in your receiver. And uh, I learned how to teach that. And I put a bucket about 40 yards away, and they throw at the bucket, and I said, that ball better not go over the bucket. It either goes in the bucket or under the bucket, but it better not go over the bucket. And then I'd also say it better not go inside the bucket, on the inside of the bucket. It better fall on the outside of the bucket. So I just believe that 100%, and you've got to teach the deep throw, and you've got to rep it and rep it and rep it. And I saw Joe Milton at Tennessee in three weeks get a lot better at that. The coach he's got a hold of him, worked a fool out of it for three weeks, and for the first time ever I saw him start to throw the fade route the right way. And and it worked for him, and he, and he beat Clemson and had a really good game. Yeah, he was great. Uh, throw some uh, beautiful deep balls in that game. Coach? He did. Yeah. Um, AFC Championship game coming up Sunday. We know Mahomes is going to play. He's hurt, though. His mobility is a big part of his game. What does Andy Reid do to kind of, you know, uh, combat that? And how much easier from the Bengals' side of things defensively will they be the game plan against against knowing that Mahomes isn't going to be as mobile as he normally is? Well, 
Patrick has gotten away, Mahomes has gotten away with checkdowns his whole career so far. It's because of his feet. He can look for the primary and he starts moving around. Now, he might end up hitting a check down, but he does it by moving around. I think Andy Reid has got him, you've got to hit the checkdowns this week. You've got to sit there and get rid of the ball. You can't move around. And uh, I think his legacy is coming off of this game because he's going to have to play a different game. And let's see if he can do it. Because I've never seen him really do it. He's a look for the primary, start moving around and hunt the next guy. That's his game. He's such a great athlete that he could do that. Well, his athleticism just got taken away. And they have no chance to beat the Biggles if he don't sit there and get rid of the ball. He's probably average, these guys, 3.5 a throw. I'm talking about Mahomes. Burra averages 2.5 a throw. What a difference. A second as a quarterback is unbelievable difference. And the reason for that is Joe is a check down guy. He, he, he can check it down. He did it in college. He does it in the NFL. Patrick hadn't done a Oh, did we lose, Coach? Yeah, maybe the the storms that are coming through. Yeah. Yeah, I know that, yeah. That was, I, was, I think that would be a safe assumption. Yeah, I was thinking the other day, Greg, it just kind of popped into my head. You know, if Joe Montana and Tom Brady had a baby, he would be Joe Burrow. <laughs> think about it. I mean, he's got all those attributes of both those guys, right? The the coolness, the clutch gene, you know, the the to be able to execute when the game's on the line. He, Say what you just said. I said <laughs> if Joe Montana and Tom Brady had a baby. That would shock me. Well, you know, remember when Shaq's, uh, or when uh, Charles said that about Zion? Yeah. He, he said that to Shaq. He's like, it looked like me and Shaq had a baby. <laughs> right. Watson, what, uh, did you fall off the plateau? What happened to you? I don't know. It's uh, just all of a sudden, I guess somebody got tired of hearing me and cut me off. <laughs> Hey, Coach, what about Joe Burrow? I mean, I just – I made an analogy that made Greg a little bit uncomfortable. But, you know, it, it seems – it's it, he's kind of a mixture to me of Joe Montana and Tom Brady. That's not what you said. No, I said if Tom Brady – or I, I said if Tom Brady and Joe Montana had a baby, he'd be Joe Burrow. But, I mean, just to have a guy like that that you can have confidence in, that you know he's never going to get rattled, no situation's going to be too big for him, he's got that clutch gene, you know, and he always seems to be – cool and in command he is fun to watch I, I i would imagine from a coaching standpoint he's got to be a lot of fun to watch he is fantastic to watch and to me the way i look at him he's tom brady with better feet mm-hmm. he's tom brady with better feet and i don't know if he'll have brady career because he might not be on a good enough team to do that tom had the perfect mix of a very good football team and a great quarterback that wins championships and joe maybe he is maybe he's going to be I, I think right now Joe Burrow's playing the best in the league. I think he is the best quarterback in the league. He can move around with his feet and make plays that Joe doesn't scramble the way Patrick does. But he's unbelievable at moving in the pocket and keeping his eyes downfield. He's the best in the business at it. The, the, he feels the pressure. He feels the rush. His eyes never leave downfield. And uh, never. And even when he scrambles, he'll he'll twist out of something, and immediately his head is still looking downfield. I think he's fantastic, and he's got that Joe Namath cool to him that I grew up. That's my idol. Joe Namath, Mickey Mantle were my two, and and he's got that. 
and um, I don't know. I think he's hard to beat, guys. And and if he just happens to stay on good teams, he's on a good one right now. The defense is really good. He's got two great receivers to throw to, and a, and a very nice tight end. He's got a solid running, running backs aren't game. too shabby either, right, Coach? Mixing no, he's got right a very solid running game. Um, I ju- I just think he's the best player in the league right now, mm. and. Patrick is going to have to play a different style of game to beat him this weekend. No well, doubt about it. I will say this. Being a New Yorker, I appreciate the fact that you said that you uh, grew up idolizing Joe Namath and Mickey Mantle, uh, unlike my partner here who hates all New York sports. No, I, I do not. trashes them no, no, I, every, I don't, every, no, every opportunity. I, no, 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 no. As you put words in my mouth, <laughs> uh, I, I, the, I, I'm a fan of the players. I'm not a fan of the fans. Okay. Well, we're not uh, and I love New York. We're not, I, I, we're, you, we're not I here love to make New York. friends. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're I mean, sports fans. We're not there, here to there's make a lot, There's a lot of, you know, people who played in New York City that I admire. Uh, Thurman Munson. I mean, you want me to go down the list? Dick Barnett, Walt just, Frazier, Dave DeBusher, Bill Bradley. Up, okay. Just stop, your chain you know, there, bro. Stop, stop. I, Willis I, I Reed. I get you, Pogue. I get you, baby. I, get, All right. I understand where you're you know, going. I, I, you know, I, don't, I, but don't talk to me about the Yankees. I don't. That's fine. <laughs> you, know, you know, it's easy to be a Yankees fan. It's no, easy. It's no, it's not. It's easy to be a no, Yankees fan. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. Yeah. Hey, we, got, we got 27. You know, is that the number? 26, 27. Uh, you're, you're correct. Yeah, but it's been about that long since they had their last I know, right? Season. 2009 oh, was a long time ago for Yankee God. fans, Coach. It breaks my heart. Yeah. Uh, hey, Watson, uh, I, 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 need a, I need a favor. Can you hold through the break? We're not done with you yet. Yeah, okay. absolutely. All right, we'll do this. Of course, you can hear him uh, with George Plaster every day with us every Wednesday. Uh, more with Watson. Uh, a Coach's View presented by Richard Courtney coming up. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-529-2856. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-529-2856. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800 Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds too. For affordable term life, call 800-529-2856. Hey, Nashville. Start your day the right way with Bongo Java Cafe, located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel. Bongo Java is Nashville's oldest local coffee company. Get your day started with a freshly baked muffin and wash it down with a hot cup of dark roast or hair of the dog blend. With free Wi-Fi, you can get some work done while enjoying a toasted breakfast sandwich. Beat the traffic. Treat yourself at Bongo Java Cafe, located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue. Downtown Music City. Dazzling diamonds, royal rubies, elegant emeralds, and stunning sapphires. Now's the time to discover an exquisite variety of radiant, prize-winning jewels that are set to take your breath away. This gorgeous, one-of-a-kind display won't be found at the finest jewelry stores, but rather at your nearest Tennessee Lottery retailer with Jumbo Bucks Jewels Instant Games. Collect glistening top prizes of up to $300,000 and make every win sparkle. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Bundling home 
and car insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? They may drop little hints like... Beautiful day out. Even more beautiful since we saved by bundling our home and car insurance with GEICO. Or... Yard work is hard. Much harder than bundling with GEICO, which was easy. Or it may be even subtler, like... Speaking of burgers, we bundled our home and car insurance with GEICO and saved a bunch of money. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors. In uncertain times, you can be certain of this. The Salvation Army is serving those most in need with help and hope. Thanks to your donations, the Salvation Army is helping those affected by COVID-19, those who've lost wages, who have no home to retreat to, who need food, help with utilities, and most of all, hope. To see how you can continue to make a difference, visit GiveWestwood.org. GiveWestwood.org. This is the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. DW, how you doing, Hey, Daryl. One thing I think we've learned is how many race fans are in the Nashville market. This is racing territory. For all those people that have sat back and hoped and wished and prayed that the cup cards would come back, well, they're going to come back to Lebanon, and eventually I think they'll be back at the fairgrounds. Greg Pogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. The Greg Pogue and John Burton Show, or as we call it, Two Men and a Baby. <laughs> now, which is which, right? By the way, I, I, the I, I did the math. I be, uh, this year will be 35 years I've been married. Uh, uh, that's, you know, the story, 1986, September 4th, okay? I've told this story before, and Patton's already, don't do it. But September 4th of 1986 was our first date. September 4th of 1987, I proposed in Gatlinburg. September 4th of 1988, we got married. And then September 4th of 1989, we had sex. So it's it's been a good run. Uh, how you doing, Watson? Wow. <laughs> oh, good Lord. And you, I you, can't and, top that and, one. And you, and you hung around for that, right? I, I can't top that one. Uh, no. Watson, the, the NIL is already the wild, wild west on the collegiate level. It's coming to our state, okay? It's already in California. It's already in Louisiana. It's already been approved here. Kids, kids, 16, 17, 18, you got the sophomore quarterback-to-be out at Nashville Christian. Jared Curtis committed, you know, or got the Georgia offer. You got the, you know, the McIntyre kid at Brentwood Academy, on and on and on. They, it's, but the law, you can't keep, people for making money even if they're minors what are we doing man what are we doing do we lose watson again or are you just thinking about that coach is at a loss for words man it was it was it was too tough a question i it was man you know you were, you were kind hey. of in terrible. Oh, there you are hey, you coach? there you still there yeah. I went out again. I don't know. Yeah, I know, on. but, but uh, yeah, the, the, the NIL I didn't for catch high school. Into what you were saying about the NIL. Well, was, it's you, coming you to the high school. McIntyre yeah. when it went off. Right, but it's coming to the high school level in our state. It's already in other states. Yeah, it is, and it's never going away again. Um, there will never be amateur athletics ever again. That's sad to me. Um, Players deserve to get what they can get. I don't. I can't argue that fact. I'd love to have done it when I was in school, and, <laughs> and I can't. I can't argue that fact. But my gracious, they've got to find some way to get control of this. They, the stupid thing we did, Pokey and John. They, 
it's kind of what we do. We we jump at something before we think it out and come up with a plan before you let it go and put it in place. And this stuff's been talked about for the last 10 years. They should have been thinking this out. Okay, when the federal government says you've got to let these kids make money, that you can't keep them from doing this, right. then, then they had to jump. But why not be thinking that out long before they knew this was coming? They knew they were going to lose this in court. And it's just crazy. And then you add this transfer portal to it. What kids are doing now, guys, and this is really sad to me, they're picking schools not off of the school, not off of uh, the football team, not off can I help that team win games. The first thing that's talked to them about and they think about is how much money am I going to make here? And so now the teams that are recruiting the best have the best package in place through the NIL. And uh, it's sad. It's sad. We'll never see amateur athletics again. Coaches keep getting bumps and bumps. Great. I never, I, I, I at one point, supposedly was one of the highest paid coaches in the game. Uh, and it's not even wide receiver money anymore. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, uh, but that's okay. But the coaches' salaries keep going up. There's, what did this guy leave Florida because he had a $13 million NIL deal that he that wasn't coming through the way he thought it should, and he's already gone. Uh, Florida had to release him, and so he signs. Two weeks later, he's now not even a Gator anymore. So there's no control. They can leave whenever they want. Uh, they can go anywhere they want, as many times as they want. And we got the biggest mess you've ever seen in your life. How long is it going to take before the fan says, man, I don't, I don't know about this. Am I going to be a big fan of this? Maybe never. College football is so big, it may, it may never reach that point. But think about it, John and Greg. That we have free agency in the NFL that is controlled. Your contract, you got three, you can't become a free agent until the contract is up. In college football now, there is no contract. It's free agency every single year. Hmm. So it's a mess, and, and something has got to give here pretty quick. Now, what would be your solution, Coach? Do the feds need to jump in? Because I know that's a hot-button topic with a lot of people, government involvement in anything. I mean, because don't look for the NCAA to help, right? They got dunked on in federal court, so they're like, we're out of it. We're, our hands are clean of it, right? Well, and, but but the, but the NC2A, John, ought to have known it was coming. True. I mean, they've been fighting this for about 10 years. This has been coming up for about 10 years, and you should already have had, okay, if we lose this, here's what we're going to do. Right. Uh, the, the solution to me is, uh, for college football, is a, a bunch of old coaches that were in it for a long time that have been through the whole realm of this thing you get a committee together, a commissioner and a committee, and let them start looking at this hard and coming up with things that I guess it has to go through the NC2A. But if, if I'm college football, I put myself a, together a group of nine former coaches, maybe some former coach ADs, and a, and, and a commissioner out of that 10, and start really looking at all this stuff and come up with a thought process. Cause to me, the NC2A right now doesn't seem to care. They've kind well, of washed and they, their hands But they it. can't. They really, they're, I mean. You're right. They can't because college football is not run by the NCAA, right? 
You're it's, right. It's College run, football now is run by yeah. the by the, by the leagues, by the BCA and yeah. the Power Fives. Or power no, fives it's run by the Big T- Or it's run by the Big Ten and the SEC. Let's call it like it well, is. Well, it's about basically down to that now. Yeah. You're exactly right. And and um, there is there is so much money floating around everywhere. Can you imagine that your your school, your supporters, can in in a year's time come up with the money that's being spent on these kids through this NIL stuff. Each school, just even the mid-majors, they just need one big billionaire sugar daddy, right? Yep. Yeah, but that's the other thing that's going to happen. I don't mean to get on my high horse here and overdo (laughs) this, but the other thing that's going to happen is the group of fives are going to be history. You can't keep up with that. There's no way to keep up with that. I really believe the group of fives are going to end up being in a league of their own, having a championship, not anytime soon, but they can't keep up, guys. They don't have the money to keep up. There's no way to keep up. And if you can't get in a bidding contest for a kid, you're not kidding. So your level of kid is going to fall down just like what happens when it goes from group of five to FCS right now. I got another question. And, uh, I got another question. Can you stay? I got one more question. I know John does. Yeah. Okay. I, I want to ask you, Trent Dilfer, head coach at UAB, where you yeah. used to be the AD slash head coach. I want to yeah. talk about that. And then Kevin Mawai coming here to Lipscomb Academy. We now have the new IMG. Stew on that. Don't fall off the plateau. We'll talk to you in a minute. Okay? Okay, buddy. All right. I always wanted to learn Spanish, but I never thought I'd have the time. Then I discovered Babbel. Babbel's lessons are fun. They only take like 10 or 15 minutes, and in three weeks, presto, you're starting to speak another language, like magic. I love that Babbel's lessons aren't just robots talking. They're voiced by native speakers, so you get the pronunciation just right. And they're designed by real language teachers, so you learn how to have real-world conversations, things you'll actually use. It's incredible. After using Babbel, I'm ready to start having real conversations in French. There's all kinds of ways to learn. Use Babbel's podcasts or games or videos. You can even join live classes with a language teacher. If you want to learn a language, there's no faster, easier, better way than Babbel. 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 Évidemment. Go to Babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Babbel.com. Slim's Tender Mac Bowls are back. We start with a three-cheese blend to make our delicious mac and top it with chopped hand-breaded tenders and Colby Jack cheese. Try the Tender Mac Bowl meal or the Buffalo Tender Mac Bowl meal, both served with Texas toast and a medium drink. But hurry, they're only around for a limited time. Download the Slim Chickens app to order and earn rewards. All five Middle Tennessee locations of Sam's Place and Sam's Sports Grill are open for dine-in service plus takeout and curbside pickup as well. That's right. You can dine in or out at our locations in Belmy, Murfreesboro, Hendersonville, Old Hickory, and our newest location at Nippers Corner. Happy hours Monday through Friday from 3 to 7 featuring half-price beer. From scratch kitchen items made fresh daily, Sam's Place and Sam's Sports Grill are the best eats and the best seats for every game. For more information, visit samsportsgrill.com. 
When you're away from home and you want down-home cooking, Kitchen Notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel is the answer. Excellent, fresh, and local just like Grandma used to make. Start your day with a Music City omelet and some prime rib hash or a cast iron waffle with Nashville hot chicken. For those wanting variety, hit the biggest breakfast buffet in Music City. And, of course, the world-famous Biscuit Bar. Start your day with the fresh, local, and down-home cooking of Kitchen Notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown. Jim Rome is here weekdays 11 to 2 on Nashville Sports Radio, WNSR. The SEC is for closers, and there's only one way to survive in the SEC, ABC. A always, B, B, C, closing, always be closing. A, B, C, A always, B, B, C, closing, always be closing. Jim Rome, 11 to 2 on Nashville's original sports radio, WNSR. Greg Pogue and John Burton in the morning. Better shows all day. Nashville Sports Radio. Well, that wasn't very nice. Uh, Watson. He's not wrong. Uh, well, that's fine. I mean, so you think the, the shows get better throughout the day? Well, from four to six, I can't speak for that, <laughs> but uh, I think the McFarlands do a nice job. Uh, they do. Four. Darren and Justin, yeah. And then the afternoon stretch is pretty good. Uh, anyway, uh, Trent Dilfer from Said Lipskin no Academy. Ever. Uh, to UAB, Kevin Mawai, now the Lipscomb Academy. You've got the NIL coming to high schools. We now have the IMGs. We now have the what, Archbishop Newman in New Orleans. We've now got what the, the, the factory. It's, this is a college football factory. It's what Lipscomb Academy has become, and they've chosen to take that route. And it's and quite frankly, it's in reaction to the Innsworth, the MBAs, and the Britwood Academies of the world. They're going one step further. Absolutely, give them credit. I was going to say this started with MBA and Tommy Owen, uh, then Brentwood Academy and Carlton Flat, then it goes to Innsworth, and I think Livsom said, "Hmm, let's get in this game and let's go for it," and they did, and it, it and it has worked. And uh, money speaks. I'm telling you, money speaks, and uh, these kids now want to go to the high-profile places. Uh, you know that, Pogi. You've been around this a long time. John, you probably too. But, I mean, they they, they, they want to be seen against the best competition they can. Mm. Ten, the Tennessee private school football, when all that went down at Brentwood Academy many years ago when, when uh, Brentwood Academy and the TWSAA got into it, and, and, and when we started the private school system, it's one of the best in the country now. It has been, and I've recruited all over the country. But now this has even taken another step. When Lipscomb went down and beat Thompson in, in Birmingham, who's state champion after state champion in that state, and really good football in Alabama now, I'm telling you, really good high school football, that got my attention. When they went down and did that and really didn't play well that night, I watched the game and they kind of started slow, but then they dominated the second half. And I said, ooh, ooh. And, uh, now they've gone and gotten them another coach, and they're going to they're going to stay after it. They didn't just shut the door and say, "Well, we had our little run." They're going after it again, and I think they'll keep they'll keep going just like they are. Um, you're right, Pogie. I mean, it is now a business in high school, and and I just think that's dangerous as it can be. When 15 year old kids are making business decisions with a lot of parent help, I understand that. Now we're really starting to play with fire. I mean, I couldn't even. You know, find matching socks when I was 15 years old. Now, now I'm going to nah. try to manage a couple million dollars because I'm a great athlete. My gosh. 
I'm 15 years old out in my driveway hitting rocks with a baseball bat. You know, I mean, I, I, I'm not, I'm not thinking about dollars in any way at that point whatsoever. I'm having a great time. Yeah, if my I, daddy yeah. made me go bail hay or something, I'm out in the back, back in the rock pile hitting rocks. Hitting All we needed runs. was like five bucks so we could go get a burger somewhere, and we were happy, oh, right, Coach? Five <laughs> bucks would be, buy you a week's worth of burgers, man. I'm older than you. I'm older than you. Uh, Watson, uh, you ever strip tobacco? Yes, once. Uh Uh-huh. I'd never do it again. Yeah. I would never. My daddy did it one time. We didn't have a big field, but I did it enough to say, Daddy, uh-uh. My dad dad in high school, Coach, thought he bought a 25-acre farm, and we raised tobacco. Oh, and, and and feeder cats. Throwing that hay up in those lofts wasn't funny. Oh, either, and but, hay. But and, that, and cut had that a, tobacco down, had a no red thing. pepper patch. Oh, good Lord. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I, I don't, I'm not afraid of work today, really. It, no. It actually no, we're showed taught, me we what work was. We were taught because we had to. Yeah. Watson, I'm not going to carry you through another break. You're done. Thanks okay? for hanging with us, Coach. <laughs> Guys, glad to do it. It's always an honor. All right, All right. Uh, a coach's view. Uh, Extended coaches. Yes. (laughs) Watson Brown presented by Richard Courtney. 